Well, hello there. Hi. Welcome to the trading desk on Watchbox Studios. My name is Joshua Thanos, and this is my Lord and Savior, Jason Maine. How you doing, bud? I like that a little bit better. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're here. We're live. It's not a trick. Yeah. We're Unlike here. last week, we're live here. Yes. Uh, we are back in Philadelphia. That's right. We're yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, I had to make an emergency trip down to Miami. And uh, so we played uh, some weird commercial that we that we filmed uh, a few months before. So yeah, so I heard you guys loved it, and I'm I love you for loving it. Raving reviews, although we did get some business out of it. So thank you guys. Um, yeah, that was never meant to be aired on uh, on, on our the show. Yeah, for the show. But um, you know, interesting choice. We're rolling with the punches. Uh, we thought we'd uh, get back to regular scheduled Friday programming with some watches. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Cool. So, hey, uh, well, let's start with uh, with what you got on your wrist there, buddy. I heard yeah. you got something uh, new to you. It's new to me. It's previously loved. So this is the... Uh, Jason had to one-up me or one-down me. One-down you. And I, I made this decision, and I was going to go ahead and do it. Let's see if we can... Uh, once the new one came out, and I was going to go with the one that Josh got. Well, what is this, by uh, the way? So this is the uh, the actual Bond. This is a 41 millimeter, the original... Uh, Seamaster Professional Omega. Uh, Omega, yes. Mm. And this is what you would call the Bond. It has the wave dial. Actually, you know what? let me get you a better shot. I'm sorry. Look, there's patina, and it's not water damage. Yeah, it's not water damage. It's nice. I, I like the patina. Found it. Uh, there you go. Nice cream on the dial. So I went old school. Look at the wave. And uh, this is for you guys uh, 253180. So this is the first. Uh, iteration that has the automatic movement that's nice so yeah for me this watch was always kind of cool because uh pierce brosnan's my bond and this was the first uh actually the automatic was in his second movement but yeah cool i wonder if this is the 1120 movement i wonder uh, if uh when using like um uh tritium on mm -hmm. uh, for loom if they knew it was going to fade like that. And if they thought, oh, God, well, people just have to send it back in to have it reloomed over and over again, and then it just became a thing where people like to so you're, keep it. So there's some kind of Swiss tritium conspiracy? No, not conspiracy. I just wonder, like, if when using tritium originally, right, if that was a thought or if they just they didn't mm -hmm. realize it was going to fade. Because it only lasts probably about five or six years, right? I don't think it was a thought because back then, I mean, you were trying to make something that was going to last hundreds and hundreds of years since... I don't think the service industry was as prominent as it is now. So huh. I don't know. I would say probably not. But So you think it was just, just like an accident and then, yeah. and then just yeah, happy uh, happenstance. Happy yeah. accident. Yeah, I mean, because we like tritium. We like faded tritium. Yeah. We like faux tritium, faded tritium, uh, faux this, faded uh, uh, superluminova, all that stuff. I found this uh, you can't see it, for Jay. myself you can see it as a deal, but I did not find it at the bottom of the ocean, unlike Josh's <laughs> yeah, watch. That's right. So here we go. Let's go. Get it. So I have my PAM002. It's an A serial, so it's a hashtag 2A. And uh, this one does have water damage, hashtag patina. Patina. And uh, yeah, this watch was found at the uh, in the ocean off the shore in, uh, in Jamaica. And uh, I bought it from a hotel owner. And I uh, had the, the hand swapped out, so I have a little bit of loom. But I love it. I won't sell it. This is uh, roughly 20 years old or so. And I have it on uh, the deployant clasp rubber strap, which now this does not come standard. That deployant clasp does not come standard on any Panerai's. So um, it's a nice watch. Full, full, um, uh, not brush, but um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Polished case. Sorry. I need more coffee. So, yeah, full polished case. 
Um, I've already beat the hell out of this watch since I last refinished, and I don't think it can take another refinishing. You can see, like, the lugs are, are uh, thin, the bezel's thin. Yeah. Probably so, need a new bezel if you're going to do that. Eh, but, we'll see. I was I thought about it, but I don't know if I want to start replacing part. a pretty significant uh, restoration, didn't yeah. it? They, yeah, they well, the, the, the movement, movement, the movement was all rusted, so we sent it back, and it's been, you know. But it's been pretty true since you got it back. Yeah, I mean, I like you wear it. it on keeps, a pretty constant basis. Right, yeah. I mean, I've been wearing keeps other things recently. I like this watch a lot, though, and uh serves me well. I love it. Manual wind. I think this is really, like, panorized for a while. Like, a panorized like this for a while would have been, like, close to a $10,000 watch. Now, it's back down to four or five, probably yeah. where, it, where it belongs. So, the thing with it, like, with that watch is back in the day when Panerai was at its height, yeah. like, that's a watch, the, the 002, mm-hmm. uh, it, that Panerai guys would have went crazy for, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, early A, that's an A, right? Yeah. So, early A's, like, that would have meant something back in the day. Uh, not so much anymore. And yeah, then, like, there's less less guys going for, like, the vintage pieces, which is good about you. Yeah, this one is halfway through the run, so mine's a, right. about a, a right around 400 out of the 1,000 that they made that year. Um a would be 1997. So, and uh, this guy is gonna go. Um, you might not see this for a few, uh, probably a week or two, because this is actually gonna get a full service kit. Oh, yeah, because it's it's well, moving and there's fake, right? <laughs> it's actually it's running a little slow. Um, it's still water resistant, kind of, but I'm gonna get it all tuned up. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Man. So that's wrist shots, and uh, when we uh, talk a little bit about what kind of show we're gonna have today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, so our our Black Friday show was a uh, pre-recorded show, and it was all Omega. It was like a Unibrand show. Right, yeah. And it was kind of like a last-minute thing. But actually, we had a great time talking about uh, the brand and exploring it that way. And I think that, um, you know, we don't we look at watches singular, singularly and, uh, like, from model to model. And, like, a lot of times when we think of a brand, we think of only one model. And I think that we forget kind of the range that a brand can deliver so I think we're going to do another let's let's do another yeah. show and talk about another brand brand that uh, a friend of ours, good friend of ours, likes a lot or liked a lot. I don't know if he's still. In, in I think he's still in love. I yeah. Just, uh, but yeah. So um, to reiterate Josh's point, the that show was pretty well received, and it was fun for us. And uh, it was easy. It's kind of cool to take a, a step back and look at how wide of a, of an offering you know one brand can make right because you right? forget so about we certain went models over, right yeah we went over sport and dress and all the stuff with omega so uh in that regards we're going to uh touch on jlc today cool right and yeah, we brought some cool them. watches we brought some jlc's um we and brought a bunch you can see like the range here so last last time we talked about omega and we had everything from seamasters speedmasters to you know golden brick turbions the, the crazy yeah, crap the right? golden br- yeah. but the one thing one thing, thing though awesome. the difference is like omega everything kind of felt like an omega right so they all have like a similar feel whereas jlc i think has a little bit more of a broad range you know so their sport watches are sportier and their dress watches are dressier and then like their complications are more complicated i feel like i would right? agree with that there's there's probably not only a price difference but a different build structure uh, I would say all quality, but you can definitely see the mentality in the design process switch. So some things are meant to be, you know, a little bit more dainty and refined yeah. and, and and flowy, and other things are overbuilt robust, and robust. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. In so what a do you want to start with? So let's start like a, uh, So let's start with that 
that reversal, I'd say. Because so something that's that's no, 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 I would say that the blue one. The, the blue. Yeah. So something that's very specific to JLC that no other brand does. You know, a few other brands have tried in the past, but no other brand does. So this, I guess, maybe not to everybody, but to me, it represents the brand is the the reversal, right? So let's get a, sh- a this close is up. What's that? Arguably, uh, it's got a blue dial. It must be worth reverso. a lot. So <laughs> yeah, this is uh, stainless steel. It's you can see there beautiful blue uh, lacquered dial and this is a duo face so it's both day night so you got blue and white um, you know very dressy very pretty piece um, what the other side's white yeah oh, you nice. got it on the white dial there so that shows so this is a is this a tribute piece this is a special edition yeah it's a um, what is it tribute to what this is the uh, Reference is the Q37885. Okay. So this is like the 1931 case. Oh, okay. So it's 1931, which they made like in a like a grape dial. They make it in like a vintagey looking dial. You and may then have, they have seen, this blue. Uh, which one was the the red? Was the yeah. the rouge? Like the, yeah, rouge. Yeah, yeah the grape. That watch is pretty pretty hot secondary market. Yeah. Um, they did the Wimble the the London edition with okay. the green, which oh, is yeah. like very sought after. I like um, green dials. Yeah. Very pretty watch. So. Most people, um, first reverso is something like this, a, double, a dual face, because like the point of having the reverso. What's market price on something like that? Uh, market price on this guy is right around, I'd say, 10 grand. Okay. Yeah, so that one's 10, but if you want to get a reverso, so the cool thing about the reverso and like the story behind it, right? And actually, that'll be a segue into our next watch I'll talk about. But so uh, the watch has a specialized case, which the the watches, the watch movement is actually housed in a case that separates from like the case itself, right? And it has two movements sandwiched together facing opposite ways. So or for most of them, some right. of them are just solid case backs. Which basically you have two dollars. So this would essentially work as like a GMT, right? You of have, course, yeah. So I mean, I mean that's what it, that's idea. what it works, yeah, right? So and they and they do reversals with different uh, different styles or so different types of complications, uh, different price points. Um, but the reason the the first reversal was made for polo players, right? Yes. That's that's the story. So the closed case back mm-hmm. uh, and the the structural integrity of the watch was based on the fact that you could. Throw the case over, yeah, and, and not worry about breaking your crystal. Right. Yeah. So, like the so, and in fact, the first reverso was actually in the Squadra case because it was a sport model. Let's go ahead and get a. There we go. So this is a World Timer Chronograph. Yeah, I love this watch. Yeah, I know you don't like it. So this is the Home Time uh, Chronograph Squadra. So you can see the difference in size. Look at these. So you have what most people think of when they think of a reverso, and then you have the Squadra, which not a lot of people think of and not a lot of people like. Um, but so the first. The first model was a big squarish case like this, and it had it was a little bit more robust than the traditional reverser that you see here. And when you flipped it over, it was solid, and it was so that I guess if you took an impact from a polo ball, uh, it or from a mallet, that it didn't destroy your watch. This was this is what I've been told. I think Tim might have told me this too, so it's got to be fact, right? Um, so you can see the range just in this model here. So you have two watches that. In my opinion, to find the brand, right? The Reverso, okay? And you have a wide range in that. You have a dress watch, absolutely without a doubt, a dress watch, but a watch that can be dressed up and dressed down. And then you have a sports watch. I don't, I wouldn't say that this is a dress watch in any uh, way, shape, or form. And then you also have two very different complications, right? In the larger case, the Squadra, and how much? What's the? I think the retail price or the market price for this one is right around the same, so about ten grand. So, 
you know, you could see kind of the value retention in those two because yeah. I think this watch actually has uh, over twenty thousand dollars retail Squadra, so but this, it's a little bit uh, Squadra has, you know, just like every other reversal, has a lot of different flavors. It's yeah. available in different ways. Sure. Um, just the basic home time, I think, is probably the nicest thing if I was going to have a Squadra, but I just there. Well, you find that one for that, like around yeah, six or seven grand. Yeah, something about that case it just doesn't do it for me. And it, I mean, thick. I understand. People love the the Squadra over the regular Reverso, and I get that. Well, I don't um, know if people. I mean, I like it, but there are people that say like I won't wear a regular Reverso, but the Squadra does it for me. Sure. Uh, David Butler in our office, that's his favorite watch. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know interesting. Why, but I don't think he knows why. But that's, okay. that's his favorite watch. Oh, interesting. Um, so you can see, and then and I've seen also the Squadra coming in on a uh, with yeah, the articulated the, the uh, less awesome squadra <laughs> rubberized bracelet which a lot of people don't like that I yeah, though I like not my flavor as either. well but so you can see so we'll start with those and then so if you go up range so so you can get you can get a regular reverso just like a time only reverso for for probably like less than 5 grand uh you know on the sure on the resale market you can pop, you can buy the special edition for 10 you can buy a squadra for in the same price, or you can buy this World Time Squadra around ten as well, so you can kind of get, see the range, and then then you can buy something really special, which right. is this one. So it, once you buy, you know, a day night, once you buy a Squadra, and then maybe you have both, you buy a third watch, and then instead of those three watches, mm -hmm. you can have one watch. So here, give you the background on the. So this is a limited edition, all right. That's white gold. Here I'll put. We we need to put skeleton. some of these on the. Uh, on the wrist too, by the way. I want to do this so you can see the all the way through. <laughs> Somebody called us a sellout for last week's episode. I mean, it was legitimately a commercial. So I don't know. I mean, though we didn't get paid for it, so yeah. I don't know how for sellouts. So it's the worst kind of sellout. We didn't get paid for it. So this is uh, this is going to be much closer to uh, over just over thirty-five thousand dollars. Double skeletonized. What's retail? That you know? Edition. I wouldn't even. Is that steel or white gold? No, it's white gold. Oh, wow. That's nice. Same size as the day-night, so truer to standard reversal specs. Yeah, it's very dressy. Um, very, very dressy, limited edition. Conversation so this piece. is not your first JLC. Certainly not. Right? Um, but it goes to show you that you can have the same attention to detail, but a little bit different build, and go from something like a day-night to something full skeletonized white gold. Yeah. Well, those, those two watches could be an entire collection, right? You can have something, and you can put... Like on a Fagliano strap, you can put that day night on like a uh, like a brown yeah. Fagliano strap, and now you have something you can dress down and wear with jeans too. Um, though I guess you couldn't. It's not a full collection because you can't wear anything that's not like truly sport. You can't wear either of those watches to the beach. Um, though this Squadra is not that either because it doesn't have a screw down crown. So here, let's see on the wrist. Squadra on the wrist. See, it's not bad. I have about a seven inch mm -hmm. wrist. It's not bad, man. I mean, it's but it's it wears high. like your Panerai. It wears, yeah, it wears yeah. similar to a Panerai. So why, what's what's the problem with that? No, just so for most people. Yeah, problem with that, Jay? I just want to, you know, let most people know what it's going to wear like, and it's going to wear like a big watch. That's true. Well, because it is a big watch. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Not yeah. so much because of the amount of real estate it takes up, but it's a thick watch. Yeah, it is. So, and then let's see here. Let's put this. Try like a day night. I like the blue. The blue. Super nice. Yeah. And again, all these all these are gonna have in-house movements too, which is cool. That's one thing about uh Jaeger is that oh it's got a short strap, Jay. This is nice. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's very tiny. short. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna show me because it's like half yeah, that looks weird on my wrist. Alright. Here. Go ahead and get that wrist shot there. 
it, it straps a little too short for me so it's yeah. like weird i also the, the watch is proportionally probably a little small for your wrist yeah that's true but, but it's nice and dressy it's and a once, dress watch once you sure. break in that strap it's really nice um so think about uh jaeger is that their dedication Tin House Movements is kind of interesting, seeing as that they're part of a larger conglomerate. They're part of Richemont, mm-hmm. right? So Richemont, which is a brand that a uh, larger brand that owns, you know, they own VC Vacheron, they own Jaeger, of course, they own uh, a Lang and Son. So they're gonna right. you know, at the top end. They own Cartier, they, they're Panerai, IWC, um, you know, and then so on and so on. There's a few other brands that they own. Roger Dubuis as well. Just a few, right? So, yeah. they, but they're a huge conglomerate, and they own. They own Jaeger, and when you think of like large conglomerates, you think of like you know milled watches, right? Just like factory watches, but you know in-house calibers are usually not something you think of when you think of like a large conglomerate, um, like you know LVMH. Um, so it's nice that uh, yeah, they're definitely not as I mean this is you know tiers above some of the other brands in their in their stable. But they don't feel. Uh, I think what you're trying to get at is they don't feel like Cartiers. They don't feel like they're they're punched out at volume. Right. Every watch, it, it's weird because at, at all the different price points that we have on the table, every watch feels like a, a significant handmade or you know hand adjusted kind of watch. Sure. It's um, not. I mean, not totally handmade. No, but they give that feel of you know like a higher quality piece than you would expect from something in in the numbers that these are made in. So in that in that same uh, like kind of vein. In terms of what we talked about with Omega as being value for dollars, right? Right. So, not value retention, but value for dollars. So, what are you spending and what are you getting? Jaeger, especially on the secondary market, presents a pretty good value because you're getting, you know, in-house calibers, interesting watches, and the brand genuinely cares about the watches. It seems like, and so on the secondary market, because the the name brand recognition is not there as much as say like other brands like Rolex and things like that sure. you're going to get a better value which is really cool too so yeah it's, it's essentially the same thing we talked about uh, just you know with the Omega but yeah. one step up you know a little better quality stuff mm-hmm. and so a step up in, in regards to the quality of the watches but also sure. a step up in regards to you're not buying it for bang for the buck you're buying it for bang for the luxury like it's the next step into uh, into tiny, the, the watchmaking, mm-hmm. which is nice. And Actually, from a brand also that makes, they're probably making about the same amount of watches, maybe a little bit more than like Audemars does. Yeah. So Audemars makes you know roughly forty thousand watches a year. I think JLC is probably in the same production run. So again, if you put things in perspective, like a brand like Rolex that you know they don't release their numbers, but say they people assume they make around a million watches a year. Right. Um, you know, so there's a little bit. They they're a smaller manufacturer in that regard. Sure. I want to. I, I pulled this because I really like this style. Let me get in there. So you this guys, is the new Polaris. Yeah. This is the new Polaris. So this is another. You know. So now you, you go from square, very distinct. Um, you know, shaped cases and uh, complications. Now you go to what they're releasing now, and now you have a Polaris Chrono, right? So this is their the tributes to Polaris, right? Yeah. Which what's Polaris? I don't even know. You got the. Uh, you got the granular dial okay. chapter ring, which on this watch really comes to life. It's kind of hard, and I, I'm hoping you guys can see that. So kind of a uh, sunburst or satin in the middle, and then the whole outside chapter ring is this granular, kind of looks like gravel almost, and it really does catch the light really well. So this is the uh, this comes in a lot of different flavors. It comes in the three-hand. It comes mm-hmm. in the world time, the chrono, the um, both 
on bracelet on everything and leather on everything. I personally like the leather on this watch a little bit better than yeah. a bracelet. Bracelet's not my cup of tea. There's some things that I like about it, and there's some things that I would get nitpicky if I was spending, you know, nine, ten grand on a on a bracelet watch about. But um, exhibition case back, which is really nice. All right, so in house movement, pretty movement, yeah, well finished, you know, for what it is. Um, one of the things you can see there, which I don't like, is the way that this buckle. It's not my cup of tea. You don't like a double so point like that? It, well, Swing it's got up. these double retentions. Sure. spring sets in the hinge so you can you have to both pieces buckle into here so like when you take this off your wrist you have to hit both at the same of time these. not at the same time you physically can't do it both at I the same you. time like a regular watch you have to hit this one first and then the other one well, I mean, so it's a little it's just something it's a learning curve type of thing I got you. and then uh i would have liked to have seen screws in the bracelets not to say it's a bad bracelet it's just pins? at that yeah they're pins um, just at this kind of price point, you know, but what's I, the price point on that again? Uh, I mean, we have, this is pre-owned they are like, uh, nine grand. So okay. figure, you know, I don't know what retail was. I just probably should have that. I can look it up here. You can see that dial. I think a little bit better. Really pretty dial. Dial's nice. Yeah. I, I know uh, there was some demand for these when they first came out. I think it cooled off a little bit, but it's just going to be just like any other, you know, JLC. The, uh, that's uh Q nine zero two eight one eight zero for anybody that wants to check that out. Cool. All right, so but you can see, so they go from, you know, reversos and different ranges in the reverso to now something that's definitely sportier. It's a chronograph in-house double register chronograph, and then you can go go from something like that to something that they're really known for is the alarm watch, right? The Memovox. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a vintage Memovox. I think I have the reference number here too. I have pulled up. Yeah. So this is. This is the tri uh, Tribute to Deep Sea Memo Vox. This one's the Q202-8470. Go ahead and get a close-up on that one. So this is more of a, like, you know, in the last few years, everybody's doing re-editions of vintage watches. There we go. And this is actually a pretty successful one. Um, the original uh, uh, Deep Seas, these ones are going for crazy money. This is a watch that, you know, resells for in the low teens or so. Um, again, granulated dials, so you can see that they're putting care into everything there. And let's see if this is wound up. Can I get this go? Pretty loud alarm. An alarm is a great complication because it doesn't really clutter up the dial, and it's useful as well. Well, the, so, the thing with that alarm, too, is there's plenty of alarms on the market that aren't uh, tactile as well, like you can't feel them. That right. actually feels like a buzzing. Oh on your yeah, wrist. yeah, so absolutely. You can feel it and hear it, and so not the loudest alarm, but it's definitely a, it's a tactile diving alarm, type right? alarm. I guess that's the. It's idea similar for to it. how I would explain, uh, like the the volcano, mm -hmm. like the the president or the cricket. Sure. It has that same uh, tenacity to it. Yeah, and then you have something like this. So say if you wanted another diving watch that was a little bit more robust. You have these master compressors. Why don't yeah, you talk about so that? Yeah, so this is cool. This is the uh, master compressor extreme world alarm. Yeah. I did not wind this ahead of time, so we can. You want it up right now? Very cool on that blue uh, offset tactile strap. I mean, very opposite of, uh, you know, the vintage inspired piece that we just showed you. This is going to be much more modern and sport. You got your. Uh, classic uh master compressor crown guards there so the uh the roll locks um very cool piece oh yeah so yeah that one so much they, larger watch and again that's a watch that is unmistakably jlc right and uh, somebody we know uh used to own that exact model yeah Th these are cool too because um you have the quick strap 
which I like on the on these pieces. Oh, it's like the Cartier that I like. Let me see. It's easy to take off. Yeah, it's not bad. You just pull down that tab. That's 46 millimeters, guys. That's titanium. So while larger on the wrist, it's going to wear a little bit better because it's titanium. Oh, that's really uh, cool. I mean, not better than the member box, but you yeah. get the idea. Um, figure somewhere right around nine grand or so those yeah. go for. So let's see, this is a 46 millimeter? 46 millimeter case, titanium. Okay. You so got let's... the alarm, you got dive. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So this strap, the straps are like super. That straps, I think, be worn in. Yeah, it's like yeah, super. Worn in, but you can kind of see it on the wrist, so another seven inch wrist. There you go. Yeah, I, could, I could basically pull that off. I mean, see the lugs don't go over the ed edge of my uh, yeah. my wrist, so I could definitely pull off. Well, the person who used to own this uh, model was uh, much smaller than I. So there's something about that specific. Um, That's beautiful with the blue master compressor look. Yeah, that always reminds me, and I, it's it's not the greatest uh, comparison, but just what comes to my head is the uh, Hamilton Crosswind. Like know. always reminds. It's just it's the chapter ring along with the the pushers that Hamilton, come off the case. Yeah. Yeah, so anyhow. Cool. Good so watch. then, So, okay, so you have, this is a little bit more robust diving alarm, and say you just wanted a regular, just a diver, right? Right. And, uh, straight to business. Straight straight to business. Then you have something like this. It's master compressor. So this is the newer style, so you can see the difference between the bezels. This is like a uh, an update, right? So diving GMT, so you know, you know, while you're 50 leagues under the ocean, you know what time it is in uh, in Asia? In two, yeah, two times. So how does that work? Is that so? Like when you're diving underwater, if you cross cross a time zone, time zone yeah. underwater. That's right, Jason. While you're strapped to a submarine. Right. Yeah, it's very useful. This is a very useful complication. It's like a uh, moon phase Everyone on needs a dive watch. <laughs> makes so much sense. Well, yeah. Which yeah? Who has a moon phase on a dive watch? Uh, Blancpain. Yeah. Fathoms. Love Blancpain. Great brand. Super awesome. All right. So. Um, there you go. You can check it on the wrist too. So this is this 44 millimeter. Yeah, 44 millimeter. So very much size like a Panerai. You have a very functional dive watch. Um, flat and on the wrist. Very flat on the wrist. It's gonna wear better than a 46 for sure. Oh, without a doubt. And this is what uh, something that's pretty. Um, it's specific to JLC, which is this articulated rubberized bracelet. So uh, it's either steel or titanium, covered and coated in this rubber. And then see this. Uh, let's see if we can get it. So you have screws. Every single link is removable, which I think is fantastic. I love when I see a watch that has all links removable. So you can move them around here and there. You don't have to worry about it. And then, say, if you scratch up like a, a screw or whatever, you could always take that link out put another one in. Yeah, that's true, especially with something like that with the coated links. If mm -hmm. one takes damage, you yeah. know, you don't destroy the entire bracelet. Think about the ASMR. Ooh. That bezel click, baby. Ooh. That's nice. Sounds Hold like on. you're trying to light a, a grill. That's what yeah. it is. What if this thing just set on fire? All right, so here you go. So you have uh, diving GMT, and again, a little bit more sporty, robust uh, watch. And you can get, if you want a sport watch, you can have, you know, very different, but all still very sporty watches here. You can see we have four of them there. Um, then if you want dress watches, I mean, they have that too. Yeah. Right, so what do we got so over there, is, Jay? This is something you guys may know. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna really care about the most popular JLC that's on the table. Is that what it is that you say I it's mean, most popular? Well, that one's white gold, yeah? Yeah, so this is the Master Control uh, Thin. Ultra right? Thin, right? Ultra Thin in... Uh, Perpetual. This one is white gold. Yeah, which they make it in stainless, millimeter. too, which is yeah. not always the best. But that not in that dial. 
Right. This dial is pretty cool. Special piece. Uh, you Ultimate dress watch case though. back. All right. Is we it, should open that up. Yeah, please. So, yeah, this is a watch. This is Dr. Strange, yeah? Yeah. But right. his steel. There you go. With a cracked crystal. So you see finished, well-finished movement. At the end of that movie, you didn't expect him to fix the watch with his magic? Yeah, he should have. I don't know what's going on there. But beautifully finished. You can see all the, the work, even underside. Uh, really, really pretty movement. Yeah, officer's case back. That's a cool watch. So this is their the epitome of the of the dress watch for JLC. I would say, right? Yeah. I w- I would venture to say, like once you've bought a few things, you start looking in, and then you're like, oh, you know what I want is the calendar. Yeah. That's that's a cool piece. Well, it's like and a somewhat inexpensive uh, perpetual calendar. What's the like? What's uh, market uh, price on this? Eighteen grand or so. So for less than twenty thousand dollars, you can get a white gold uh, perpetual calendar. Can you set this forward and backwards? And now, right? I would probably say not since it's no. an older movement and it only has one pusher so everything else is set by the crown which is nice you know it, and it's very sturdy um we all like for buying and selling watches for a living we know which watches usually when they come in we're like oh that watch is probably broken this is not one of them like perpetual calendars there's other brands and when we get them like we just assume it's going to need a service because it's broken right jlc ultra thin master um uh, calendars master calendars here they tend to always be working, yeah. which is nice. That's always a plus, especially when you well, have a perpetual calendar, because so the cost is going to be usually pretty, you know, serious. Yeah. And the time to fix a, a perpetual calendar is always like, you know, six months or so. It's crazy. JLC service is pretty reasonable, and yeah. then on top of that, too, those the movements, mm-hmm. even though it's a, like a dressier kind of, uh, they're not dainty. Yeah, right. It's like a dressier watch, but it's still built with the same kind of robustness of a, of a sport watch. Right. So. Yeah, automatic perpetual calendar. It's nice. Officer's case back. It's it's nice. It's a reasonable watch, right? It's nothing crazy. And in white gold, you have a little bit of what do they say? It's uh, the look of stainless steel without the stigma. The stigma of low cost, right? So yeah, but they do make low that. Low cost is the politically correct phrase. <laughs> so the I'm uh, saying that, yeah. Um, so they make that watch in stainless steel too, and you're probably going to pay about half that, right? Yeah, uh, I would venture to say. Yeah. Although so the white gold is. It's something on the wrist. It's nice. Oh, it's nice. You have a little bit more presence. Did we do uh, everything? Then, no, the last the, the last, last watch, one, the last which is something that's very specific to JLC. This is also a watch that, that may or may not have been owned by a good friend of ours. And this is the Duomet. So this is the Duomet Chrono. They make uh, World Time. They make uh, what other Duomets do they make? They just make uh, time-only Duomets, I believe, as well. Also, we featured... Uh, that Duomet some weeks ago with the that granular dial. Sure. Which you can see from these other couple Double pieces barrel. that we've featured. Oh, look at that movement. With the granular dial, that's JLC's kind of thing going way back in history. Uh-huh. But this arguably is the iconic Duomet with the black end. Well, this is one that became iconic. That's it's gorgeous. Two hundred. I mean, this one's a. Uh, let's see if I get the clear off. All right. So this one's a, a two hundred piece special edition white gold with this black dial and yellow accents. This thing's fantastic. That's a watch that I will fully own up to. The, I I have hated on that watch before before really understanding you're it. A terrible person, Jason. Well, I mean, let's let's be real about it. I never really understood the Duomet. Never really cared for it. Just thought it was kind of a weird complication. And then when you play with the watch and you start, you know, you put it on your wrist and you're like, wow, I should probably try and own one of these. Yeah. But you know, price points, whatever it is, you just, you just showed when you flip it over and you start looking at the movement. Oh, it's amazing. It's next level. I mean, to me, this is. Uh, when you start talking about like uh, longe mm-hmm. movements and like uh, 
quality of, of construction and finishing and engineering. Yeah, it's getting up there. When you look at that dual met movement, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, the dual met is is again it's you like almost want to wear it backwards. there's so many watches I would say that are like very specific to JLC, right? So you have the reverso, the master compressor is one of those as well that doesn't really look like anything else and like it's very noticeably JLC, the dual met as well too. So if you see someone wearing this watch, you know what it is. They make these in rose gold, yellow gold, white gold. They don't make them in steel, I don't believe. So, you know, it's a higher in the price point anywhere from uh, from a retail perspective, like in the 30s up to like the 50s, and from a resale perspective from, you know, probably the low 20s all the way back up to the 50s, depending on which watch you're looking at. So you can get in a wide range. But so that's, you can kind of see, you can get a JLC for really only every occasion. And I know a, a lot of brands like to do that in terms of, you know, having a wide range for everybody. But if I can't say that about Panerai, you know. Right. Um, you know, so it's it, the brand is interesting. It doesn't get as probably as much love as a lot of other brands, and I don't know if it if it should or not. But they make a wide range, and and it's a it's a brand that that I think gets overlooked a lot. And right now, specifically in this market, there's a lot of value for dollars. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. I would say that um, it's a brand that's relative to market is a good value proposition, and you get a you can start to look at these type of pieces as alternatives to other brands that you can't get. Right. And when we're talking about that, I mean, when you look at, so this is stainless steel blue dial, right? What other watches in stainless steel with blue dials do we know that Go are for stupid unobtainium? Money. So, yeah, we talked you know, about like, that with uh, with Omega, right? So, again, if you wanted a blue dial uh, sport model chronograph from Audemars Piguet, you're paying upwards of $30,000 now, Jason? More? Yeah, it's, it's 35 bananas. And what if it's a 5711? <laughs> what if it's a 15400? Well, no, so this, so, uh, well, an annual counter chronograph from Patek, which I guess would be the closest thing to this, I and mean, we're not comparing, but a 5980, 5980s in steel blue dials that are well, discontinued are now $80,000 watches. Well, essentially, I mean, case aside alone, if we're talking, you know, just sport model steel blue. Sure. That's going to be fifty five thousand. Like that's going to be your fifteen four hundreds. Right. That's going to be your you know your fifty seven elevens. Sure. Well, I guess you can I compare mean, this to like a VC. So like a, the VC Chrono uh, in blue is still a yeah, was that a fifteen to yeah. twenty thousand dollar watch? I think I haven't sold one in in, a, in you know. So the the VCs recently. yeah the the three came out the two went up when the three came out because nobody wanted it and then the three started getting hot now mm-hmm. so. Also a good watch. But point is, um, there's other alternatives out there. Josh was saying these kind of get looked over. I think the pieces that we brought out are kind of the highlights of what everybody wants. Um, So we try to, you know, kind of curate that. Uh, But I think it's a good selection. And this is definitely not a gift watch. You know, this is the... Where some of, the, some of the Omegas could have been gifts. Right, because Omega uh, has a little bit more idea. of a name, right? This is the next step up. I think this is uh, probably the entry level brand for a guy who's about to get serious about collecting watches. Yeah, and you know, so. if you buy if you buy any of these, so JLC is a brand where if you buy if you buy a JLC a stainless steel JLC sport watch on the secondary market, you're not going to lose your ass, right? It's a watch that dealers are happy to pay for because there's there's enough data. You know, they they do there's depreciation on terms of the secondary market, but there's enough buyers out there where really almost any dealer 
right? So somebody who's buying to, to resell um, is willing to pay for them. And there's enough guys, if you want to sell them privately, you, there's a market for each of these watches. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not a watch you'll ever get stuck in if you like to trade for most of these models. I mean, even the perpetual counter, there's a lot of guys who like that watch and see it as a value play. So yeah. dual mets trade pretty regularly too. So really everything on this table is something that if you wanted, if you wanted to buy it on the secondary market, you'll be able to get, say, the majority of your money back when you go to sell it either to a dealer or probably should be able to get all your money back if you sell it to a private owner. So, you know, like, yeah, uh, they're, depends on they're easily it, tradable. Yeah. I mean, give yourself three to six months to to move one of these privately, and you should be able to sell it almost immediately to a dealer at, you know, at a large percentage of what you paid for it, yeah. a secondary market price. They're, they're good watches to own. They're not really going to give you any trouble. They're not uh, finicky in any way. You know, yeah. some brands you own them, and you've heard us talk about like super high end brands like HYT that we that just <laughs> you know end up eventually just coming in broken. They're not finicky. They're watches that even in the dress in the thirty seven millimeter white gold we talked about is relatively robust. You could wear that as an everyday everyday watch. You know, uh, Tim wore his uh, Reverso number two. Turbion, that's right. For as an everyday watch for months at a time. The crap out of that watch. Um, you know, so I think it's a good play, and uh, that's why we brought them on TV. Yeah, man. So you know, good robust watches. You can very wearable, tradable, and it's a brand that probably doesn't get enough love. So when you're when when you're searching online for watches for yourself, say you know now time now in you know, this time of the year and all you're seeing is you know rolexes for over list prices pateks for over list prices and you know crazy prices look look at jlc i think it makes sense uh, i want to address um high rising looks like his username is says he went into a jlc store at madison square garden dressed casual like madison avenue now. not square garden what are you talking about jason oh, i'm sorry i'm reading fast. uh and they didn't even look at him straight uh basically like uh treated him like he couldn't afford the watch i assume mm. um you know we've talked about that in the past that's i think uh kind of a stigma with some of the boutiques yeah you were one of those um, boutique people weren't you i was one never i never worked in a boutique Thank yeah, i'm pretty you sure much. you did no sir jason um it's fake news you're, you're spouting should there. we should we uh tell everybody what we learned about um the panerai boutique and what they have to say when you walk into the do you want to do that? No. Go um, into a Panerai store and see what happens now. Yeah. They'll, they'll sell you a nice watch. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, you know what? That just goes to show you that maybe you shouldn't be shopping at that at that store. Um, I love Panerai. Not Panerai. I'm saying JLC Boutique. If, they're, if they treat people like that long enough and they don't get the business, maybe they'll learn. Or it could have just been you know, so one boutique and, uh, uh, answer the phone staff member having a bad day. Yeah. Maybe he's any. Oh, we didn't talk about this. This you can talk cool. about it, Jay. So, uh, our guy Harrison's dog's birthday was today. He's one years old, and somebody gave him this as a gift. Oh, Potier. Potier, which I thought was hysterical, and apparently. Oh, that's a Santos. It's a Jason. I have one of those. It's oh, it's a squeaky toy. Jesus. Hit. Don't do that. Stop. <laughs> and the dog's supposed to wear it on his wrist, I think, and chew on it. I don't understand. My dog wears this on his neck, on his body. But I thought it was cool. A little baby dog. So I put it on the show. Cool, man. All right. Well, uh, do we have any other, any good questions? This was this was interesting. Yeah. Maybe not as interesting as well, like Omega. So, but. Yeah, more so. What do you guys think? Do you like the mono brand shows? Should we pick? Uh, should we keep doing these? Do you think uh, some suggestions on other brands? We've talked a lot about Panerai, so I don't know that we should uh, do Panerai right away, but we certainly could. Um, you know, we could do some other interesting <laughs> things you don't see a lot of, like Hublot, uh, Hublot um, or maybe even. Uh, 
Rolex, I guess we could do, but we've talked a lot about Rolex. I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. If you like the show, we're happy to continue the format. Um, did you see any questions in there that are... No. No? <laughs> Someone said we just made his dog flip. Uh, that's funny. Remember when we first started the show, like Trading Desk, and we had that little touch tablet that didn't work with the sounds? No. Yeah, it was kind of like that. All right. <laughs> the guy... He, behind the camera he, told that guy us wants to go home he so he's doing this I don't know apparently he's been doing that for like 30 minutes I didn't know what he was I thought he was listening to his iPod or something but um, anyhow alright guys uh, appreciate you tuning in on a Friday again hopefully uh, you know this may drive home or the end of your business day a little bit better and uh, you signed in for the live show left some comments in the chat and uh, it wasn't a recorded commercial this yeah. time so hopefully you liked it uh let us know your thoughts your comments as always give josh a call yeah. your cell phone number is my cell phone number 954-610-9264 mine is 954-261-4712 you see them at the bottom better of the screen yet, check us on social media i'm on instagram mr thanos very simple my title mr last name thanos evo you can check me out for jason's got a terrible name we're not going to discuss you can also um, you can also follow us uh, or subscribe to this channel. I think we're up to 62,000 subscribers. It's unbelievable. Big time, Really guys. just the greatest YouTube channel. Please don't do that. Honestly, just really the greatest. Everyone knows this. So, so go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Especially right. they're going to be over for the holidays. So let them. Tell them. All right. You can also check us out on 